of our Dawn of X uh, kind of primer for you guys. Yeah. Um, talking about the next five comics, uh, which is why it's called More Swords. Dawn of X yes. Part 2, More Swords. More yeah, Swords. So, um, Give yeah, me more Real quick, uh, absolutely none of the same directing or writing team from the Croods is coming back for the Croods 2. Interesting. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, Ooh. That's, that's kind of a bummer. That's, in, that's also interesting that, again, like the, like the the company got bought and then but they brought it back, but not with the... Ah, yeah, what it's worth. X-Men! Hey guys, X-Men. So, um, so we have uh, three big books and two small books to talk about. So do you guys want to do like a big book, then a small book, then a big, then a small, then a big? Or how do you want to structure it? That sounds good to me. Cool. Let's do it. I, I think we save Excalibur for last because that is absolutely the most important one, I think. Apparently yeah. that became the most important. It's I, spoilers. Issue one, it was the most important because I just reread okay. all of it again. Okay, so when I read uh, X-Men Creation... Or uh, X uh, X of Swords creation, and we got to the Excalibur shit, and I'm like, oh, thank God I've been picking up Excalibur since the beginning, because <laughs> holy shit! Listen, we will talk about my queen Opal Luna Saturnine, the Omni Matrix, the Omni Omniversal Matrix Lady. We'll talk Magic about Tricks. her. Later. Yeah, we'll get to her later. But let's. Uh, why don't we start with a little X Force? Why don't X go and give it to you? How about some X of that? Gonna give it to you. Let me find those pages. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So this beauty, this beauty. Well, this is my trade of issues one through six because I had I started picking up X Force long after it started coming out. So hey, you're here now. That's all that matters. But I'm here now. I'm I'm here. I'm. It's all collected. It's all he's there. A, he's all showing off his trade. I can just go over the shunk. Just all the action. <laughs> go ahead. Just <laughs> whole, yeah. Whole bucket. Well, you guys remember when this whole X thing first started? I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick a few, and then as it kept going on, you're like. Dude, you gotta pick up all. I was like, I can't. My wallet won't let me. It's X of Swords. It's really X of Swords that did it to you. Yeah. Swords, so, so X Force, the first issue of X Force, Xavier dies. That's yeah, and that was uh very surprising for people reading comic books. Uh I was very surprised, but then I realized, oh wait, he's just gonna come back later. Right. Oh, maybe that was his plan. Well, even yeah. in uh, <laughs> even in, if I remember correctly, even in uh Hoxpox, they had protocols in case Xavier died. Yeah, there's there's um like redundancies and like cradles mm-hmm. of like of like five different cradles in case because Xavier is the dude who houses all the souls in his brain and in, in yeah. he's a walking memoriam well, of people. Well, if I remember correctly, uh there were no protocols of whether or not if, if Xavier died, it was if the first cerebro helmet was lost, could we have the, could we have a we have Things like that. It was in yeah. X Force Two where they're just like, if Xavier is lost, then Jean has to do it, and we're not sure Jean can do it. Yeah, right. Because she she has the power to it, but like Xavier's been doing it his whole life. Like that's yeah. that's not something you just put on. Um, but yo, man, um, this first arc's about Domino, and that because po- she gets sliced up for those killers to get in. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, the peacock, the man with the peacock hat tattoo, which I love as a villain. Mr. Yeah. Peacock, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Peacock. Mr. Peacock, he's pretty sweet. NBC's biggest villain. All right, there's this one page I wanted to get that I thought of where the friggin' fractic. You guys keep talking, I'll find it. Okay, okay. So in that first issue, yeah. uh, Magneto and Gene make a little swordy sword. The That's the second issue. I just found oh, it. That's the page yeah. I was going to look. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I even, oh, I took the so many. Sword, the Sword of Cerebro. Even yeah, in yeah. the second issue, we got our first sword. 
Um, it was around this time that Ten of Swords was announced also. Like this was, yes. because Ten of Swords was supposed to happen earlier. Earlier. Yeah. Um, but so we we'll look at the Cerebro Sword, just kind of like, they did it. It's happening. Yeah. Um, there's secretly like a sword in every book every every now and then, um, which is which is fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so Xavier gets assassinated by, real quick, I, I don't, I, I can't call it a problem, but something I have noticed after reading all the books, uh, there are four different, or excuse me, there are three different South American cartels as villains. Yeah. And in, you know, when, when you're reading one book and you notice it, but then you're like, oh, wow, this all of South America is all bad guys, I guess. I'm like, ah, ah. you guys are pretty good about diversity. Maybe, maybe look they at did, that one. Uh, Costa Perdita is tied in two, in two of the titles. Like it's the same, same game oh, being tied across two, two right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but, but you're right. Like yeah. then there is also, there's also like two different Russian factions at the same time. Yes. And like the flower mm-hmm. cartel and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, there's, there's this, there's this like organization that wants that, that wants to be better than mutants, but they don't want to be mutants. So they'll do mm-hmm. every everything that they can to be better, which includes so many things we could talk about, like uh, like Russian implants or some Lovecraft country, some stuff. Lovecraft country shit. Yeah, like um, uh, aliens. Like because I want to say later on in X Force. Yeah, it is later on in X Force. I want to say like issue ten or eleven. It's ten. Yeah, have, yeah. At issue ten, you have like these little assassin babies like chest bursting monsters yeah yeah, so they're, like, yeah they're nesting dolls yeah um but like it's uh the the point of the x-force books is to is to show the the weakness and the defense that that krakoa and mutants need and um how you kind of always need you know you have the x-men who are like the shining examples of hero hero them but then you have to kind of have your cia like blacklist because they became a nation because they, they became a nation like they got to do some shady shit to get by and Guys, like Beast, Beast has always so you guys have reached the comics, but Beast has always been morally corrupt in the comics, which has always been fascinating because he is a guy who's like, I love mutants and you know, I'm not a bad person, but I will do whatever I need to do scientifically to make mutants best, right? Okay, and this so knowing that no, knowing that actually kind of changes my whole perception of Beast because my perception of Beast came from the cartoon and from the films. Yes. And ever since even the cartoon, I always had a fondness for Beast. He may not have been my favorite, but every time Beast showed up, I'm like, hell yeah, Beast. Seeing Beast do this, I, I know where I'm jumping ahead, but I really no, want to talk about the whole thing. You're fine. All right. But I really want to talk about it. The Traitor's Parade of Colossus. Yeah. Oh, you mean Beast's version of mutant McCarthyism? Dude. Yeah. Beast for real in this book is he is he is a supervillain and like especially the last issue he has that line where he's like it will inspire their neighbors to say things about their their uh, fellow mutants. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a panel that took a picture of that's just so gross. I love it. Speaking um, of Colossus, though, uh, I think he's been really great in this title. He yeah. we don't see he and, Don, he and Domino choose to kill themselves so that they can be reborn. Uh, they have a discussion about they have a discussion it, about it where yeah. he's trying to tell Domino. Uh, why don't you kill yourself so you're reborn without the damage that they did to you? And she's like, I don't want to forget it. And then they go on a mission and she ends up getting mortally wounded. Yeah. And she says, don't let, don't you let them resurrect me without me remembering. I'm not going to die. I want to remember unless the pain. You promise me cut to beginning of next issue. So I, uh, so all that stuff. And she's like, yeah, I don't remember. I guess I didn't want to experience that pain. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and, and, like it, it's X-Force and X-Men specifically that die, tie into the, like the moral, the moral ambiguity of what they're really doing, mm-hmm. um, that I that I just find so fascinating because, like, you do want the X Men to to have this thriving nation, but you also realize, like, 
oh they're just they're also shady and beast yeah. i got this my favorite but they also decide like oh a person is more useful if they're not carrying that trauma around yes um which hey man it's a society um b says i like to think of x-force as a dark orchestra and i am the conductor um and that shit is so and he just goes into every detail about like oh it's like a precision uh, slice of the violin and it's like beast you're a psychopath oh, and then yeah. he, and he's like um he's like oh um aren't you always right dr mccoy always this all this also ties in really well to like the very first issue of x-force where beast is exploring parts of the island mm -hmm. and he suspects that there wouldn't be any dangers there yeah and he gets nearly attacked by an animal that and wolverine, wolverine kills yeah, yeah and he says you can never let your guard down beast you can never yeah. like all that stuff and beast just takes that advice and runs with it <laughs> yeah yeah he, logan you're right so i was trying to flip through to get to the panel i want to talk about but then i got to this one where uh, logan is split in half and he's stabbing a dude oh, yeah. i love it just Kyle the, is the scariest yeah. he's ever yeah. I love it. So and then comes along and slams his two halves back yeah, together. Uh, that's yeah. a great comic book. Uh, Kid Omega gets killed, I think, four different times oh, yeah. throughout this Quinn title. Dies a lot. gets killed so many times throughout all of X-Force. He also started dating uh, which one? One. Yeah. One Celeste. Celeste. Yes. Celeste who's saying no. uh, I'm keeping you a secret because I don't want to share you. Uh oh man, I wrote it down somewhere. Um oh, because I don't want to share you. But also, don't they is it in cable or is it in Wolverine where they're trying to trying to um get information from it's Wolverine? It's in it's Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. And then so, they want him to set them up with cable. Yeah, there's a lot of love romance going on between Cable yeah, yeah. and the cuckoos that I But but at great. this moment it seems like Cable is like well aware that he's kind of in a thing with all of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the Celeste and Quinn thing is kind of Secret. implied to be secret yeah yeah uh teenagers be shady y'all <clears throat> um let's see domino gets super messed up she gets lots of her skin like ripped off yeah uh so these people can use her luck ability also there's a whole bunch of like domino clone yes. people who are just that is such a cool idea like having luck as your power is is she, uh crazy she gets part of her ravaged skin restored first by uh kid omega's power and yes. then later by Kirko and weapon yeah from forge. uh forge yeah. who's Mutant ability is just, I'm dope at technology. Uh, makes her like a Krakoan weapon. He also makes himself a Krakoan uh, mech suit, which yeah. is just awesome. Uh, she has to go kill uh, an assassin who has her luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All these, all these. Oh, that was such a good arc. Uh, yeah. Uh, that I two think issue. That's, I think um, that's issue seven. Yeah. Pretty sure it's uh, issue seven. Across two issues. All, yeah. all these people keep getting killed in insane ways. Like nobody can make this shot. It must be luck. And then you yeah, see yeah. like an opposite domino. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Um, man, those villains are awful. Like they, they, they're just like, they're cloning people. They're, they're, uh, breeding people, creating bodies. Like they find a bunch of skin people who are just muscle. Um, this book is gnarly. Yeah. It's like, it's the exact type of gnarly. There's that, a like, whole bunch of, uh, body horror with plant life in Terra Verde when yeah. you her beasts experiments. Oh my God. And you realize that beast is a person who created this villain group. Yeah. Beast is the reason that this is happening. And he's just like, oh, I got a fine line. But it's like, I may have miscalculated this one. That's his reasoning for all of X-Force's faults. I may have miscalculated this uh, where, in one of the data pages. This is also the title where we get to explore Black Tom more. Black Tom is so goofy. He loves to eat dirt. He likes cocoa. Yeah. Uh, what a goofy uh, Scottish he, villain. He creates a small version of him, of him in one of the issues. It's, it's on It's on somebody's shoulder. Yeah. Uh, what, was the, just, like, what, what was the one where... Um, Oh, I, I had it. I lost it. It's whatever. Go on. 
Uh, but like Black Tom likes to eat, like he has he has command over over um, over uh, plants and stuff. Like so, he hangs out with Kokoa and stuff, but he can't talk to it like Cipher can. But like he turns like Kokoa into like faces of himself, and he talks as like a giant yes, head. Yes. And I'm just like, this dude's messed up. He's so wacky. Um, yeah, dude, X Force is like it's definitely like the, the the dark book, like quote unquote dark book. Um, but it also has really sweet moments between Gene and Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Jean, when they're in the hot, the she catches uh, Beast Terra Verde stuff, she decides she has to quit. Yes, she, yeah. Because uh, she can't do it. Uh, there's one great image that, that I reposted on Twitter. It's it's Beast, and he has, like, stolen black eyes, and his glasses are reflecting Jean's yes, eyes. Yes, And I'm like, dude, Joshua Cassara, who's the artist on this, is insane. And also, And that's right, like, right after he says, man, what a mess I made. She's like, wow, we agree on that, Beast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, um, shit. Even, I, uh, even when Jean shows up to Terra Verde, and she's like, Beast, patronize me and she's just kicking ass yeah um beast i love people especially online are going like oh my god has beast always been this way yes <laughs> the answer is yes in battle of the atom uh he took the x-men from the past to potentially ruin our future just so he can teach cyclops a lesson he's like hey past the cyclops uh the future version of you is bad go talk to him don't worry about the future uh beast head does not he's he's smart he's not that smart uh, I think he's great. You should read X Force if you want some bad beast. Uh, we uh, probably Wolverine next, right? Because this is well. Hold on. I, just, uh, I wanted to talk about um, got some notes. Yeah, the uh, whole uh, issue. Right? Is it? No, it's an X Men. Never mind. It's an X Men. Oh, the X Force issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I oh, really like. I really like the Mikhail Rasputin. There's an yes, Mikhail. Mikhail uh, takes mm-hmm. Omega's body. They're gonna start. Uh, using him because uh, oh, he take, they take the Cerebro sword. That's what I was yeah. going to say. With Zeno, and he gets the Cerebro sword too. And Mikhail, and they who, want, he wants them to extract all the data out of the sword. Yeah, and Mikhail is a mutant, but uh, and Zeno, who is this evil organization with Mister Peacock Man, hates mutants. But Mikhail, who's a bad guy, is like, listen, if you want to beat mutants, you're going to have to work with mutants. Yeah, and that's the that's the most important thing where we left mm-hmm. off at. And also, Colossus uh, wanted to step really far away and just be a farmer, but he keeps getting dragged back into stuff. Man. And right now, he's been physically dragged in. He's going to be questioned by Gene. Yeah, uh, Omega, Omega Red. Omega Red, because uh, they're they're creating a whole again. Beast is creating a whole idea that anyone associated with Russia is trouble is bad yeah it's, it's um, very McCarthy. we have scenes of, of beast like uh interrogating and like torturing people and like even jean's getting in on it but like she doesn't like it i'm just like man this is like i'm so i love that uh again i talk about being cowards like i'm glad that like marvel's like no make beast the, make beast the way he really is like when he really is like yo i'm all about him i'm all about muting them it's just in the shadiest ways possible uh yeah. i love it it's gross uh wolverine next sneak hey guys let's talk about a pale girl don't they the pale girl? Yeah, pale girl. This book has had a uh, uh, some interesting artists. Yeah, one of the artists is a super douchebag, and it's unfortunate. Uh, Which one? Which uh, one? Uh, Victor Bondanovic, the the Grecopula looking guy. Okay. He's the Dracula man. Um, yeah. Oh, I was about to say because his style looks so much like Grecopulos. Wait, hold yeah. on, Ben. Ben, you, you talked over Ryan, right? What'd you say? Uh, uh, his art rules, but he's, he's a piece of shit, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, he's doing the, the stuff that I like doing more. Like, I like the... Oh, I was like, this the guy who I saw going around on X Twitter this week uh, for shitting on X of Swords? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was working as he's fucking working as on As he Wolverine. is working on the book. Jesus. Yes. He's... Yeah, he's... He's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. uh, Adam Hubert's great, though. He's working on that other book, on the other uh, issues. Hold up. So the guy who's drawing Wolverine 
was on Twitter shitting on X of Swords, even as yeah. he's drawing it as of right now. Complained. He, so first of all, he said he doesn't have enough time to read any of the books that he works on. But he also said that X of Swords didn't make any sense and it was confusing and it needed a recap page to make sense, which it did have, which it did have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's, he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if after this arc, he's off the book. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, uh, that being said, uh, he draws a real good Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the vampire stuff in the second arc has been really fun. Uh, it's actually spinning off of what happened in Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Cause they gave Dracula a home in Chernobyl in yep. Avengers. And that's kind of where this is coming from. They think his blood, Wolverine's blood can, can sustain him longer i yes i wrote something what was it um uh something about oh i don't know um oh, oh, oh dracula says that wolverine's blood it's not just about him like his healing factor like his his blood is aged in truth like like mm-hmm. like his, his blood like knows pain and like his blood is better than other blood because he's lived for 200 years or whatever i'm like mm-hmm. that is actually a cool idea that yeah. your blood has like a legacy uh yeah. and all <clears throat> blood so clocks oh yeah the little blood clocks that's so cool yeah, yeah. um I think, uh, go ahead, No, because when I started picking up Wolverine, I got the first issue, like, half of it was Wolverine dealing with uh, that one CAA guy who I really liked. Yeah, going, going after the pale girl. Yeah, going after the pale girl, which I really dug. I thought that was yeah, a really yeah, cool sure. and the then, <clears throat> And then the rest of the half was the vampire stuff, and I liked the, um, the ending of the pale girl stuff, but once we got into the vampire shit, I'm like, Give me more of the vampire stuff. I want to see Wolverine fighting vampires. I never thought Wolverine kicking vampire ass was going to be the thing I wanted most in this book. Oh, ben, I have a comic book for you called "What If Va- What If Wolverine Was Lord of the Vampires" from 1985. Oh shit! X Men and vampires go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly, baby. Jubilee was a vampire for like ten years. She was. There's a whole yeah, so much vampire stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. And then she um, got better. Ben, yeah, Ben Manicure or whatever. Uh, yeah. Bannister is a cool CAA man. CIA man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the dude. He's helping Wolverine. Uh, doesn't Wolverine stab him because he gets yeah. mind controlled? That's unfortunate. There's Wolverine one, also kills there's all. One, the yeah, there's one issue that leads directly into X Force with the red with the red suited people. Like they're yeah, they're, they're wearing tree bark. Wasn't that a fake out? Oh, it was a fake out. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It was a mind thing for yeah, the pale he girl. Tricked, he tricked the pale girl. You're right. Because right, he right. took Magneto's helmet. That's right. When oh. he drunk him under the table. Oh, that's a that's yeah. a, oh, that's such a good scene. Oh, I forgot about. Oh my god, that was so good. I have so many pictures, but after I realized, uh, I just have like 150 pictures not organized, so I'm not gonna be able to find anything I want to talk about. <laughs> but that's okay. I still have the notes. Um, yes, drunk Wolf Magneto is great. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Wolverine is like with the X Force gang, but he has a helmet on and it just looks so sick. Yeah. Um, Vampires are cool. He saved, the marau- he saved the Marauders. This is also yes. another example of uh, of us seeing um, another faction of that Russian thing. This is the one where they have the power suits, which yes. is some of what we've seen from the Marauders stuff. Yeah, the power damage. Um, because we see the pale girl mess with the Marauders. She specifically messes with Bishop. This is during the time when Kate is dead. Yes. And he sees a zombie Kate drag him down into the depths. That's from what right. That's with. that was spooky and i was like oh right because i remember like she's back now and stuff yeah 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 uh so but we're seeing like that other russian faction and then omega reds another russian there's a lot of russian yes factions oh, yeah. right, this is when omega red this is the title that omega red comes to Krakoa on yeah yes and uh um, they're not happy to see each other no they're not uh, logan's uh pissed that they're letting him be there at all and he's the one who tips him off in issue one he tips him off and says 
that he should go investigate. And he ends up stumbling into those vampires with the other girl. Yes. Um, Wolverine meets a team of cool teen vampires who only eat animals. And I'm like, oh, we're cannot... busting him out. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see more of them. Uh, they seem they bad. listen to heavy metal to drone out the voice of Dracula. Yes. Oh, it's so sick. I love it. Um, and the eyes wrote uh, vampire war setup, baby. Because that <laughs> final the final issue is just like uh, Dracula is going to come for Krakoa, but not yet. That's the next crossover. Right, yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> we're not ready to take on all of Krakoa yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, uh, we're not touching on the best one of the best issues, which is when Wolverine goes to a bar, which is like his getaway place because he doesn't feel like you should trust that. Oh, all yeah. Krakoa's, you know, all this stuff. And he's talking about how you can can't like trust that everything's just going to be easy and just be safe. You need to stay connected and rooted to the rest of the world. Yeah. And at that bar, are a whole bunch of people who are pissed off because they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they blame him for a lot of mutant atrocity stuff. That's right. So yeah, they, yeah. they plan to push him into the lake and freeze his ass. Forever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Vampires show up. Vampires intervene. Uh, and I Omega mean, Red. And Omega, Omega Red. Red. And then we have a sick, like, uh, like final uh, page of the issue. Because Omega Red is at least working for Dracula. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, the final page is gorgeous. We're like Wolverine sinking in the, in yes. the, the vampire approaching. And um, Omega Red's tendrils are going down. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, vampires are cool. Dracula's cool. Um, this is a very good Wolverine book. I mean, that yes. dude never, he never not has a solo book, basically. He's had, he's always had a solo book. Um, luckily, this one's real good. Yeah. Let's get that artist off of there. And uh, just where we're caught up right now, at the very end, there's an epilogue tease where Wolverine's oh. walking, still ready to fight some vampire war. And all of a sudden, he gets bifrosted. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not now. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> There's I'm going to talking to Thor or either Thor or Odin, and they're like, Odin's yeah. dead, dude. Odin's dead. Odin's dead, so it's Thor. Okay. And it's Fortnite. Yeah. So <laughs> Thor, Thor is like, don't it's, care, it's, dude. You gotta do this other thing. Fortnite. That was the that was the Fortnite. That was the Fortnite crossover. Like the X Factor one had the had the uh, Glenn Gould one. That was the Fortnite crossover. Oh, that was the, oh that, mm, I thought it was a sword thing. Never mind. Nope. That's a that's a Fortnite joke. Uh, um, so then yeah, had I only has four issues out or five issues or whatever so uh, uh not much to talk about D- definitely if you like dracula's it's he's there it's cool uh all right so probably x-men x-men yeah. let me find my page hey guys <laughs> this one's gonna be fun to talk about because unlike um all the other books there aren't arcs in this in this uh series no. everything is a one shot except for a brood two shot um but that's okay um let's see Hey guys, yeah, I'm I'm so happy I have this X Men number still, one. Still, still waiting to find out what happened to to, to X twenty three Wolverine. Yeah, there are every single one of these issues is like a setup for another event, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I after rereading everything, it's it's hard to say what my favorite is, but but X Men just constantly gives me something new every issue, and that's that's something I really appreciate, which is something he's done in basically every comic he's ever read. Yeah, I think the only thing I I. I want is that like it spotlights a lot of good stuff and I'm like yeah but but I want to explore it and then we're just moving on and and the thing yeah. is like all across all the other titles we're still moving on and not addressing yes. those things and I'm like but the question yeah uh, <laughs> X-Men is like the the bigger picture book and like we'll get to that stuff eventually well everything else is like here's the actual stories yeah, yeah. which is kind of yeah. interesting um it, at the end yeah. of Fox Fox uh, uh mm-hmm. Orcus is defeated uh but only the uh, only the 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 thing around the sun what is it called the uh, the forge uh yeah, the Orcus Forge. Yeah, but the rest of the X-Men, they're, they're going to go after the last Orcus uh, stronghold. They're going to put an end to them, finally. It's Magneto and Polaris, and they're dope as hell. Uh, and they fight apes with PhDs, and I love mm-hmm. it. I love yeah, that's a, 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That when they're in when it's Apocalypse Magneto and and Xavier. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, issue one basically just sets up um, more of Orca stuff. They're not gone. Uh, we'll see some. It's more. all from like uh, Scott's perspective. It's yeah. Scott yeah. believing in the dream. Oh and yeah. Lars being like, "Yo, what? Like, believe do you entirely? really?" Believe and in he's that? like, "Oh yeah, every word." Yeah. Um, he lives on the moon. Yeah. He. Yeah. Scott. Is this the issue where there's like the sweet family dinner too and stuff? Yeah. 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 Summer's yeah. family dinner. Logan, Scott, and Gene have all the connecting rooms. Hell yeah. I never realized it, but the first issue of X-Men, the cover, is the entire, essentially, Summer's family with Logan chilling right here in the corner. Yeah, so the entire Summer's family. The entire Summer's family. Real quick, I'll be right back. You guys keep talking. Yeah, you're good. Because they're all intermingling and banging. Oh, yeah. Um, The kids love Magneto. Mm -hmm. Magneto's the dopest. Um, uh, The second issue is the Iraq Ma Island connecting with Krakoa. Yes, I forgot that this, this happened so early. This mm-hmm. is straight up. This is all that's the sort of stuff right here, guys. So uh, yeah. Scott and Cable and one other person, Rachel, Rachel. his his his, yeah. uh, his alternate future daughter. I'll go out and investigate uh, the coming arrival of the island and the summoner. The Iraq, the Iraq point. Yeah. Yes. Um. Because Krakoa has sensed the island, and Krakoa is just mm-hmm. moving towards this island. So they're going to go investigate. And so Apocalypse comes and visits Summoner after the islands connect. Yep. Uh, and learns that Summoner is a child of war. And war and so his grandchild is his daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah, war is his daughter. And he promises to save all those of Krakoa and Arako. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Iraq portal is closed, but we will be learning about how that portal opens up in another book called this is, this is also the title where where Krakoa merges with itself, with, with another. Yeah, that's what we were just saying. Yeah, yeah. That's the second issue with Iraq. Uh, that confused me, by the way, when we got to Ten of Swords about Rocco. Yeah, actually, I completely forgot about the joining, but okay, well, so- because I thought, I thought, I thought Araka was the island that it was it, it it merged with in that issue, and then they're talking about like, oh, Araka was lost in this other dimension. Yes. So okay, so <laughs> very very quickly, Araka is in other world. That is the Ex of Swords creation stuff. This is mm-hmm. the Iraq point. It is the point. It is the it is the the, the way to get into that other island. It is in another mm. dimension. I see. Yeah. But, it, but it also, like, physically was another island on its own that connected to Krakoa, yes. just to be clear. Yes. It's yeah. just not all of that island. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a little yeah, uh, break point. The third issue is horticulture. Oh. Old ladies who know a thing or two about plants and beat the shit out of Sebastian Shaw. Bro, yeah. oh my God. Th- th- this is the most divisive issue of X-Men because some people hate these Golden Girls villains and some people love them. I love them. I love I them. Think I where they showed up. We're not going to talk about it, but yeah. the Empire uh, crossover where they reappear is oh. perfect use of them. And then they they team up a beast to take them out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, I feel like the horticulture makes sense because Krakoa's economy is essentially based off the Krakoa plants where they use to make their drugs. So of course, a bunch of crazy plant ladies are going to want to get their hands on that shit. Yeah, they are. Um, they are radical botanists and gardeners. Um, they they basically. They, they're they're like extreme scientists, but for plants, and I love that. Uh, it's like yeah. poison ivy, right? Um, I think I like them because they're different. Yeah, I love that they're eighty year old villains. They're it's, yeah. it's this is eighty one oh. years old. No, there's this great scene in um, Empire in the Empire X Men crossover where uh, the um, where Horticulture shows up and Angel's trying to fight Horticulture, and then uh, I forgot her name, but she throws a bunch of pheromones and he sees them all. Yeah, all is hot. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That was in the uh, Empire crossover. Yeah, 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 that was. Uh, so issue four. Hold is, on, real quick. Okay. Um, so we know about the Logan Scott Gene trifecta, but in this issue specifically, there's a lot of um, 
implications that Scott, em, and Emma. that Scott and Emma are also in a relationship, which means they're probably all just banging. Because in another comic, Gene and Emma have a moment together. And I'm like, dude, everyone's just banging. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Freezer looking cool, baby. Um, issue four. Well, when you're is all that hot. Uh, yeah, right. Issue four is Magneto, Xavier, and Apocalypse in suits negotiating with other nations while Gorgon and uh, Scott clean up the U.S. soldiers in the building. Hell yeah. They go to the... Like, Which is all them just establishing, like, their power and everything. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they go to, like, a, like, a, like a, basically a U.N. conference, like a, like a, a... What is it, the G3 summit? The G4 summit? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. in Switzerland or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, the thing is, they go to some summit, and then some other... A few governments, like, send in their special forces to try and come and assassinate them all, or assassinate the mutants. Yeah. And then... I just love Charles Xavier in this series in in these series because he's doing the best he can to be. He's doing he's doing his best of. Oh God, what what am I trying to say here? Okay, you got it. Charles Xavier is doing it. Yeah, Charles Xavier, perfect. Uh, like no change, no rise of emotions. Like yes, I believe that will conclude today's meeting. By the way, still oh. thank you. By yeah. the way, all those assassins you sent after us, they're they're knocked out. They're not dead because we have a law code that says kill no man. Screw you all. Bow, oh, bitches. Uh, I want to be, to be fair, real quickly. To, to be fair, in that issue, it's more Magneto doing that. Charles, yeah, to be, to be Charles fair. whole approach is that they counter everything Magneto says with that mm-hmm. cheeky way because he says the stuff about their guys. And uh, they counter all that. And they're like, what did you expect us to do? Uh, did you really think like everything would be fine? All this stuff. And Charles is like, it took a month, guys. It took one month after we established a nation for you to kill me. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. I want to believe that you're not going to be that. He says, I write here, don't you think I love you? Don't you think yeah, I, yeah. that, that the, my dream of coexisting is still real? You make that an impossibility. No, no, but my favorite part of the issue is Magneto laying it out as so. We're going to make better versions of a better life, better drugs for a longer, healthier existence. And then we will take the money, the outrageous sums of money you will give us because it also means more wealth for you. And we will invest it. We will buy your banks. We will buy your schools. We will buy your media and we will buy your politicians. And then when we have bought all the rest, we will buy you because you have taught us that everything has a price and we're happy to pay it. Hell yeah. Then we, when we have the influence, we will use it. We will make sure that the wrong sort of people, and you know who, no longer have any economic power. We will not allow them inside our institutions because it's important they do not have anywhere to peddle their dangerous, outdated ideas. And that is how it will end, like a fire with no oxygen. Yes, of course, there will still be people who fear and hate us. They just simply won't be able to do anything about it any longer. And he lays that all flat out. And he's like, guys, I know we're new to the nation game, but we've <laughs> learned from you and we're learning quickly. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a thing where um one of the people's like oh you what if you raise like what if you raise your drug prices so high that we can't afford them and he's like well we learned that from you didn't we mm-hmm. I'm like shit Magneto what was uh, I really I really quickly want to say about all these books Moira hasn't been seen since Hawksbox no she Hell, hasn't yeah she hasn't that is oh man the long game this this is the longest game ever so um, wait did we ever talk. It's later in X-Men where we talk about where it's issue five where Mystique goes and they mention the Winter Harvest because yeah. she does that turnaround and Orcus again. Yeah. Oh, no, she, like, that that call back. Okay, you're right, cool. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. One, one of the things I want to say, especially after what Sparks did that great Magneto speech, is yeah. if you were to go back in time to younger me when I was just starting getting the X-Men and you were to tell me that one of my new favorite characters is going to be Magneto, I would have called you a damn liar. Well, I will say uh, in the comics, Magneto has always been dope. 100%. Yeah. 
Apocalypse has always been a cool villain, but now he's like, oh, but now I support you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always Wakanda, wanted this. Yeah, Wakanda's there. Um, Wakanda does not take any of the drugs from, from Krakoa because they don't need them. Wakanda's mm -hmm. super dope on its own. And Wakanda's like, yo, I, they're like the only people who get it. He's like, I understand what you guys are doing. We kind of do the same thing. Like, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate so, it. Even though Wakanda doesn't take the drugs, they're like, yeah, we still know them. We'll work, we cool. Yeah, we're fine. Um, then we go to, is it issue four? That's issue four. Or it's issue five. Yeah. Issue, issue five, five is the vault team. The vault. Ooh, oh, oh, this is X23 going inside the vault. Yeah. So guys, children of the vault. This is a, a storyline from the Mike Carey, um, X-Men legacy run from like 10, 15 years ago. Children of the vault are, are post-human evolution. Um, basically what the Hawkspox stuff was, what the future stuff was talking about. Humans evolving on their own, not mutation, but through like mi uh, military means, uh, uh, science means, uh, organic means, like with the X-Force. Uh, basically anything like that. Yeah. So I want Richard Six with Mystique. Yeah. yeah. Uh, issue it. five, the, the ending of issue five is the first time where, where when Scott's like, Charles, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And where I was like, um... <laughs> Um, so they're not, gotta be, they're not back. So Sarah, so Serafina, who's a who's a uh, a lady of the vault, uh, she she came out. Um, she came out, and then she went back in, and we wanted to go follow her. Um, and and they sent the team that uh, knew would. Sorry, I was that. Charles sent a team that that would work in the vault because the vault's time does not work in the same way our time works. Time is is it's like a hyperbolic time chamber or something, right? Um, like it's a thousand years will pass in there before that door opens up. And it'd only be like maybe a day or a month or whatever. Um, so they send in Sync and they send in uh, uh, X-23, Wolverine, and then they send in Darwin. And those are all very adaptable, malleable uh, mutants to carry on a task like this. But unfortunately, they get trapped in that vault. Uh, and they won't be in there for like five minutes or something. Yeah. And, and then, all the mutants are nervous about the virus because yeah. about the vault. Because somebody got a techno virus yeah. during this whole issue. And we talked about those because Storm got this virus. Uh, from 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 that thing. Um, so yeah, uh, the 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 team is trapped in there for 573 years. Scott's like, oh boy. Um, so, what? So, that, so far, so far. So that's an event or something happening because the Children of the Vault are a super dope, like awesome uh, uh, adversary to the X Men that haven't been seen in a long time. Um, which a lot of this X X Men run is doing. Um, so it's gonna be cool to see them show up in like a year or two or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, destiny you guys destiny's real cool this was this was one of those setups from hox pox where it was they try to postpone destiny's resurrection as long as they can yeah they don't the no no precogs on krakoa because if people know the future then they will know that they potentially lose and mm -hmm. uh moira only has one chance left to get krakoa right before potentially the end of all existence so um i can understand because if you remember her 11th life, she won't she won't develop the mutant gene before she dies. Yes. Uh, so this is the last chance for her uh, to, to be a mutant and do it. Um, but yeah, Mystique, it keeps doing all this shit for Xavier right. and Magneto. Uh, and she's like, just bring my wife back. And and they're like, we will. You know, there's a lot of things we got to do. And she's, she just yells, bring me my wife back. And I'm like, yes. And, and at the end of that issue, um, you see a flashback. Because remember, this is all all the stuff with Hawksbox and stuff. This is all still the main timeline of the X-Men stuff. So all the stuff from the 80s, the Claremont stuff, it all happened. Destiny's talking to Mystique, which seems to be around that time period, saying, listen, in the future, 
the Krakoa stuff's going to happen and they're not going to bring me back. You bring, you make them bring me back so we can burn this shit to the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I kind of want it. <laughs> I, kinda, <laughs> I love civilization working. I love Kokoa being a nation, but like they are, they are doing Mystique very dirty when she is, she is working with them more than she's ever worked with them. You know, she's, she's being, she's being their lap dog. Well, she's, um, she, she makes the implication that like, okay, well either that either it would be revenge for not bringing it back or, uh, it's going to fail again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and either way is bad. Um, yeah. but I just said, add such a, a wrinkle because like, uh, like villains that are on that quiet cancel, like, like, uh, like Mr. Sinister and, and Mystique and Exodus and Apocalypse, like they all have mutant stuff in mind, but they're still bad guys. Mm -hmm. Like they, they're still like, they're thinking with like the wrong part of their brain. So like, mm -hmm. there's still a part of me that's like, Mystique is going to betray everyone in the second chance yeah. she gets. Um, we'll get into it. I wouldn't be, sh I, I still am not fully on board with Apocalypse. I still think he's got some shit. He's not telling everyone. That, it's going to show up in Exosaurus. It, it becomes after, very after this first issue. It becomes um, very evident that Apocalypse has some other shit up his sleeve in, in Excalibur. I mean, we'll get yeah, to that eventually, but yeah, yeah, yeah. From from like point one, you kind of are on yeah. to his shit. Um, yeah. uh, also, the other thing, Mystique does learn that Nimrod is still being constructed. Yes, that was the They're mission. They're still on the path. Yes, she was. They she, didn't. They didn't. They missed their shot. Is yes. what she says. Um, yeah, they missed their shot. Nimrod, is, uh, Dr. Gregor is still working on it um, with with plans to possibly bring her dead husband back to life using an old X-Men Mcron crystal, which is an old school reference that I, they haven't set up anything yet. But in X-Men issues one or two, they, they show her holding that gem up. Um, mm -hmm. So stuff with Nimrod and stuff with resurrection stuff is happening with the humans, too, which is just bad news. Just bad yeah. news. Yeah. So uh, let's go to the next issue. Uh, where we talk about the Crucible. Crucible! Let's talk about uh, voluntary murder. Oh, can I say something about Apocalypse real quick? Hell yeah. Um, Apocalypse is in this issue, but still. Um, I think he believes in Krakoa because of because he's friends with Krakoa. We know that he's age-old friend with Krakoa. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's probably not on the same side as Xavier Magneto. Specifically after reading X of Swords and I have a disagreement, 100%. I, oh. I would say, like, I would say, like, Here's the thing. I fully believe that what Apocalypse says at the beginning of his union with them and Hawksbox is true, mm -hmm. which is that all I have ever wanted is mutant kind to take its rightful place in the sun. You're doing that. Why would I have a problem with it? Yeah. I have, I'm all for this. He's not for their agendas necessarily. He doesn't care about those agendas. All he cares about is two things. It would appear. Mutantum being the place that it's supposed to be, which right now is happening, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, healing Krakoa because making it one land again, mm -hmm. because that's where he comes from. That's and a huge and important thing to him. Magic back to the forefront, right? Too. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, well, he's not. I don't think he's like against their side either. No. He's just uninterested in what their desires are. Yeah. He has his purpose. They've mm -hmm. already done everything he wants them to do and are continuing to do it. Their machinations of how they do things from here doesn't really matter to him as long as the whole idea is functioning. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, I just know, like knowing Jonathan Hickman and like, like he did this exact same thing with Doom, where Doom was an ally for so long until he wasn't. Um, and I'm just like. Oh, I'm just like, I'm so sad because I know the shoe's going to drop eventually. Just eventually. It's not, not going to be anytime soon. But like Apocalypse, is, I just don't see him staying so good for so long. And I'm like, I'm very excited for like 
Civil War or something. It's like it, it, they're they're breeding so much cool stuff in this in the series for um, years to come. Man, I'm looking forward to X of Swords so Ten of Swords so bad. Or uh, yeah. so then we would go to the next issue with the Crucible. Crucible. Yes. So Crucible uh, is nuts. All of the mutants who had their powers taken away by Wanda the Deceiver. The Pretender. The, the Pretender. Pretender. Yeah. Uh, they have the opportunity to put themselves up for a Crucible where they fight Apocalypse to and the prove death. themselves as a true mm-hmm. mutant in their eyes and then can be resurrected with their abilities intact. Maybe yes. the most metal thing that's ever been in a comic book. Oh, like, yeah. uh, and real, the whole man. issue explores the merits and not so good things about this, mostly through Scott and Kurt having conversations, but things like Logan having a disbelief in this idea yeah, uh, and expressing it pretty early on and mm-hmm. that he won't go um, and other characters watching and how they feel about it. I love Kurt talking about it because Kurt's for, for decades, he's been a devout Catholic and like, he's going to go to heaven and like, he's all about being like, like the right thing and preaching the word. But now that that dying doesn't really matter anymore. What does that mean for his, yeah. for his beliefs? And like he even says at the end, uh, Scott, I think I'm going to start a mutant religion. That's nuts. And the tower, there's that white tower that's been there since Hawksbox that mm-hmm. no one can get in or seems to know what's going on. But Kurt was able to get in and it looked like it was built for him. Now yeah. that's now. And they even said, like, that's a little spooky, isn't it? It's like, yeah, but I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth, gift horse in the mouth. And I'm like, I would. That's real spooky. Uh, but hey, man, magic's weird. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the Guthrie is Melody Guthrie. She was depowered. Uh, um Sister to Sam Gunthrie, uh, the New Mutants. There's like seven of them, the Gunthries. Um, uh, what does Apocalypse call them? Like, uh, like a mutant lineage or something? Because like, there's like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, but that is like, th- this is such a powerful issue. Not just for like what it means for the comic, but like so many people in real life have taken this to like what it means to like accept who you truly are and being reborn as who you want to be and stuff. You know, like all the LGBT it stuff. Is, it is an interesting like uh, counterpoint discussion, essentially that kind of pairs itself really well with the discussion that's happening between Peter and Domino yeah. in X Force, where it's you know like how good is resurrection, all that kind of thing. That, that characters are talking about this all across the lines. Yeah. Um, but but this is another good like counter on that uh, discussion from yeah. there. But um, yeah, the the. The idea that, hey, we're going to have like a gladiator arena where if you want to be reborn with your powers, you have to fight for it is yeah. is it's really crazy. And it really is maybe the most like morally, cor- not corrupt, morally ambiguous yeah. thing yeah. that that is in these comics, because that is straight up just like, yo, we're going to we're going to kill you to be reborn. Like that is just like that is so and it's and so it's, nuts to me that this isn't a regular comic book and it's crazy because like a lot of the concept i'm pretty sure they that some character even openly admits is because there's just no good system for giving them all their powers back at the same time so they have to create an order this is the order this is the first time that hawks Pock stuff about chimeras is brought up because they say what remember the wills and how people mm-hmm. are willing to have more powers brought back mm-hmm. with them this is the start of chimera shit and the sinister cloning labs on mars and shit um i'm like oh it's all it's slowly coming together it's all it's crazy. And like Apocalypse is like, oh, you died valiantly and like rise and like Arrow rises as she's reborn a mutant. And I'm like, yo, that's good shit, man. Like yeah. seeing her float up and just the sheer joy in her face now that she has her powers back. But it's still pretty metal how she takes a sword, fights Apocalypse, and he says, you have proven yourself, now die to be reborn. It's like, that's mess. And an entire arena full of people watching. Like, yeah, it's it, weird. That's, that's a religious experience. Like, yeah, it's because when i was reading that issue it was i I understand why she's doing it because she wants to get her powers back because she feels like a part of herself was taken away 16 million mutants lost their powers was it 16 no that's genosha 
How many uh, of the power uh, of the Scarlet Witch? It was two. two million? Yeah. Two million mutants lost their powers thanks to Scarlet Witch. And, her and some, some mutants can choose not to do it. They can choose yeah. to live human. Yeah, yeah, they can, but just saying, like, you're going to die. It's like, no, I'll, but I'll be back, though. It's like, but you'll be dead. It's like, not really. It's that's, that's, what, that's what Kirk is talking about with, like, the whole thing. Like, what does it mean to die in this it's situation? So, it's so weird, but it's also so profound. And it's just, a, it's a really damn good issue. Yeah. That yeah. Issue of, it's it's nice when when something like a comic can like it doesn't like go super hard in like religious like religious stuff, but it goes just enough where it like makes you like ask questions and I'm like, oh, is what they're doing good? Mm-hmm, like yeah. I, I don't actually get to read that in a main again, like talk about Immortal Hulk in a mainstream comic, like these bold ideas, like you don't get to really see those that often. Yeah. Um uh next issue. Next two issues, brood the brood. brood, brood, brood. They're coming for an egg. Guess what? Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, cameo crossover we got we got uh kid gladiator we got id and brew got all, all the favorites i love it roberta da costa reappears yep. the shiar empire from new mutants is back it's all full circle baby um oh yeah yeah this is the new mutants issue yeah yeah um so there so the new mutants bring a brood king egg back to earth from the new mutants book um and that's a problem because uh the brood really really wants a king so the entire brood armada which is trillions of trillions of aliens come to invade earth Oops, oops, the brood the brood king we find out is was made specifically to control the brood queens which control the brood yes it's um, an artificial it, creation by Amy. Yeah, it, it's I an think. artificial creation and yeah um, and then yeah. Uh, uh there's not like a lot like like super heavy like uh story stuff but yeah the brood come and they fight a magic there's a lot there. of cool visual stuff a lot like of uh, using the star jammer to lead them into space oh yeah uh, they're they take the whole thing into space the shiar empire and then uh uh, the way it ends is uh, what's what's his character's Brew. name? Brew, yeah, yeah Brew, Brew. Uh, eats the egg. He was real hungry, and then he's he's eating the egg as an entire armada of aliens is behind him, and now he's like the king of the brood. And I'm like, yeah, that's character growth. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I wrote down here. Vulcan has his first hangover. Um, Vulcan. Yeah, the next Vulcan issue. is a uh, is a uh, he was a villain. He was created by Ed Brubaker. Did you guys know Ed Brubaker wrote on the X Men? Mm-hmm. It's not very good. Um, sorry, sorry, you can't can't be good at everything. But he created Vulcan uh, for this event called Deadly Genesis, and Sway and Petra were also created there. But um, this is a this is like uh, an issue centering on them, and they're a bunch of like party like socialite girls. And Vulcan, uh, he talks like almost like Shakespearean, but like very like I am the fire, and the fire is in me. Um, which causes some like really funny stuff with him and Scott, just the way they talk to each other. Uh, I really like the family dynamic. Uh, throughout this entire issue of uh, issues of X-Men, um, the Scott, uh, the Summers family is super involved and it's just lots of familiar stuff going on in all the books. And I, uh, I think that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vulcan in his issue has an encounter with the Kotati mm-hmm. uh, the- and they're going to, <laughs> they want to control him the same way we see them control She-Hulk mm-hmm. in the empire event. He's got too much fire, uh, but he is uh, disturbed and awakened in his experiences when they're doing it. And, burns them all yes um he 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 was experimented on uh as you can see you see some of it like uh, those crazy aliens and stuff like uh, awakening the fire that's in him like uh, and you see in, it's either this issues or later on but like he is a bad guy who does not want to be a bad guy right he's yeah. like i don't want to like he's he's destroying the kotati and he's like i don't want to be this guy let's go have a drink um and that's character development yeah i love it um not much in those two issues just really fun those are also empire tie-ins but not the empire tie-in 
Right. Yeah. Uh, and then that, yeah, the next issue is uh, the Kotati are pissed off because mm-hmm. Vulcan did that uh, to one of their launch points. They know it was Krakoa. So during the Kotati invasion, they invade Krakoa. Yes. And then we see what happens there. Magneto was like, nah. Nah, we're just gonna. Magne- but Magneto was like, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Magma, uh, who's part of the New Mutants, and Iceman do some sweet uh, um, uh, power fusion, which create a bunch of giant metal, brittle things for Magneto to throw at the Kotati. Um, so sick. So just I will say, like, just as Empire stuff, and I'm certain, almost certain, this would have been addressed somewhere in the original amount of Empire books. Mm-hmm. Magneto leaves a tease at the end of this issue, not to say we're done talking about this issue, yeah. but he does leave a tease about going to the moon to finish this. Uh, and we're, that that aftermath is never addressed in any form. Uh, we never see Magneto in space during Empire. We never see... Is he uh, not on the moon at all? We don't see him. Mm, okay. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, it's it's just not, you know, like, I'm sure, because the Empire event was supposed to be much bigger, I'm sure somewhere there was going to be some acknowledgement of Magneto helping with the fight on the moon, but it's not addressed in the larger event at all. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of are like, okay, he did stuff. It helped, uh, I guess. Uh, he dropped a couple satellites. Yes, he did Hell drop yeah, a couple satellites. Pretty good. Oh, the 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 Chandelure family vacation. Uh, Vulcan gets invited to this sweet like beach in like space, and he's like, "Hey, Vulcan, I know like you know family stuff's not very easy for you." And we have this beautiful shot of all the Summers family in like bikinis and Wolverines in the back <laughs> of the little hat on. Like, hey, this, okay, I'll see you at dinner. Love you, love you, champ. Hope nothing bad's happening as we're being invaded by aliens. Yeah. Um, just another fun issue. All, yeah, all good stuff. But yeah, all the children yeah. uh, Krakoa sing the praises of Magneto. Oh, they love him. He more, wrecks yeah. the Kotati. And it's like he like he deserves this. He's he's wanted this his whole life. Yeah. 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 Uh really good. Well, what's next? Which was the next issue? Uh are we on issue 12 now? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, Okara! Summoner tells his grandfather Apocalypse the history of Arako. This is the sequel to Excalibur. Yeah, right. He, yeah. he directly acknowledges that he just uh, he just did what happened in Excalibur, the last issue of Excalibur. The, yeah, um, uh, he makes the an external gate. external gate, and yeah. so he he tells the summoner that he's done this, and he wants to know what's what happened there before he does anything further. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets the story of now, Amenth and the passing of his mate. Yes, uh, Genesis. Uh, uh, Genesis, who is. Uh, Apocalypse's first wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy, poor guy. Um, mm. Let's see where I wrote. Oh yeah. Um, there's a great. There's a great uh, piece of dialogue that's like it describes Apocalypse in multiple different like ways. Where one, he's like the hero, but he's also the betrayer, and he's also beholden to others. Mm-hmm. So there's there's three different ways people view Magneto or excuse, uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. especially like from the summoners, like yes. people. And as we learn, obviously in X of Swords, uh, all that stuff happens. But um, I thought it was very interesting that. Like we have this view of, of Apocalypse, you know, he's he's an X Men villain, but he also has this thousand year history of being a dad. And I'm like, oh right, history. Let's learn about that. Uh, and then and then we do learn a lot about. Like that. we hear we hear about the Twilight Sword, which broke um, uh, Ora Caro, uh, uh, Okara. Okara. The same speech yeah. that from Hawkspox almost directly. Yeah. This is this in reference writing. Yep. Yeah, I remember I remember this from Hawksbox. This was basically yeah. just the recap. Twilight Sword, um it it broke the lands in half. Which I have to say it's a pretty dope name for a sword, just saying. Oh, bro, we just got 20 new names for swords. Yeah. Do, and they're, okay. all, they're all established. Uh, so, most of them. 
I thought it, it was called Ten of Swords because of the card, like the tarot card that Saturn uses. Also, yeah. also that tar- that tarot but uses. It is. Yeah, but but then of course when each named as Ten Swords for the Ten Champs is like, you mother. I mean, it's both. It's yeah. all. I mean, it's just like House of X, Powers of X, Powers of Ten. Like you know, yeah, it's so, yeah. it so plays I mean, on the X a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having having Ten of Swords uh, primer in this issue is pretty cool. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh, this was another one of those instances because of that tie into the Excalibur issue where I'm like really glad I'm getting those Don of X trades. Yeah, I'm really glad yeah. these <laughs> things are going to be in their proper order. Yeah, and you go like boom, boom. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe yeah, that's uh, that's it for X Man. That that's means X Man. Right so let's go to Cable. Cable dating dating five five of the separate cuckoos. All of the separate cuckoos. <laughs> what a what a what a, so this book, you guys. Um Cable's like a whatever character for, for a lot of people. He's very, very convoluted past. Like he has some really cool runs, some cool appearances, but like for the most part, uh I wouldn't say I'm like a cable fan. This book, I I think this kid is hilarious. And he's just so full of he just he just wants to have a good time and blow shit up and he gives grenades as gifts. I'm like, that's mm. not what you did. Um I, yeah. I just think it's Cable, Yeah, I, I feel the same way you do, Ryan, because cable is one of those things like like when they said, like, hey, we're gonna have cable in the next Deadpool movie. Okay, who's cable? Come to the story, uh Cyclops kid. I mean, I All was right. excited for that. I, I can deal I could deal I mean I was excited, but I didn't really know much this about This is also cable. a this is also a uh sequel to Ron the Space Knight. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Technically, so Rom uh, Rom is not part of Marvel anymore, but the Space Knights Space Knights are, yes. which is just really funny uh, uh, brand dealing with. Because Rom is a Rom is a Hasbro character who had a popular Marvel comic run, which established all the lore. So yep. Marvel owns the lore, Hasbro owns the character. Rom has like shown up in like Transformers, like crossover shit, like all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So. Um, the first issue has uh, Cable beating Wolverine. <laughs> uh, that and then also encountering a, a giant lion-like creature mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, on a rampage because there's something stuck in its paw. Yeah. And while he's dealing with it, one of my favorite things is Pixie makes uh, a little boy who is being chased by it see a friendly cartoon version of it being engaged with. And it, <laughs> when he throws grenades at it, it's like confetti and sparkles. Yeah, yeah. Like. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was great. Uh, uh, armor's in this issue. Uh, I wrote armor yes. to the rescue because armor's dope. Yeah. Yep, uh, so Cable ends up pulling a sword out of its paw. Yep. Uh, and it's a cool sword. The light of Galador. Uh, yeah. Uh, but most of the Cable Cable comic is about him looking for a missing mutant child. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, oh, we forgot to mention that we were introduced to it to to Docs uh, in the in another way in a uh, religious way. People who worship mutants. Oh yeah, the the order the of, X. of X. Yeah, yeah. Order, order, yeah. Of X. order of X. Yeah, they show up in a couple of books actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the kidnappers are are part of the order of X. Yeah. Uh, and um, while they're on the case of this, the space knights from the museum have been activated because, by the sword. Yes. Um, and they're just like in a museum, uh, and they wake up. Uh, that's fantastic. And it's been thousands of years. I was yeah. not expecting a Deadpool cameo. Uh, well, I mean, Deadpool and Cable have like a, uh, they have a famous yeah. long running history. Um, yeah. I just didn't expect it, I guess, so fast. Um, I did really, Cable's body yeah. and turned it into a pool table. Yes, he did. I did really like how, um, it, we, we see often, uh, Cable of the future, like old man Cable get killed by young Cable. Um, that, that's an, 
uh, Extermination, which is an X-Men event like four years ago. Yeah, but there was always, but um, Kid Cable was always kind of like, I don't understand why he didn't just warp out of there. Why didn't he just time travel? And then we get the ex- the explanation that he he remembered that he needed to put a time machine in that moment, uh, in that moment, so that it's a Bill and Ted moment. Oh no, he, he remembered that he could put an atomic bomb in his arm yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of a time machine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, a it's, Bill, it's Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. think of the thing. There it is. Um, yeah, him him hanging out with all the co- or, or Esme of the cuckoos. Um, there's a great line where Cable's like, uh, well, where are the other, where are the other girls? And she's like, Cable, like, we're all dating you, but you're not that interesting. And I thought that was really funny. And then they, and then they all are discussing him and like, oh, we're going to yeah. crush this boy. Yeah, so, so it makes me wonder if they're just doing this because there's a line of like, you know, there are a dozen other telepaths we can be messing with, right? So it makes me wonder if Esme actually likes him because it seems like there's some actual romance there a little yeah. bit. I um, think so. I think Esme actually likes him. But it was funny when Emma shows up and Emma's just like, if you hurt my girls, I'll kill you. Yes, yes, ma'am. You yeah, got it. Uh, she she tells Scott that Esme needs to get her heart broken. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. The she one. said, don't let him break any of their hearts except Esme. She needs it. That's so yeah. funny. Scott's just eating a, sand, a sub sandwich or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love when, okay, so the cops are kind of, they're douchey, but they're also kind of like, hey, we get it, but this is our turf, so stay off of it. Yeah, and then yeah. the guy's like, welcome to Philly. Go get a cheesesteak. He's back at home about to eat a cheesesteak. He has like his tongue sticking out of his mouth. It's just like, it's just, it's the cutest little panel. I love it. And then of course, Emma comes in and she's like talking and Scott's telepathically talking. She's like, no, no, don't telepathic talk. Talk to me. He's like, yeah. Um, I wrote Esme likes dogs because she rescued a dog that was stuck in a house. I think that's mm-hmm. dope. Um, Nate, ooh. Uh, oh, speaking of oh, dogs, you know what really disturbed me in, in a cable? What? The text messages between the Aura of X guy. Oh yeah, and he's like, "Did you kill the dog?" He's like, "No," or and he's like, "Okay, kill the dog, and then yourself. Don't write back and send a thumbs up and a receipt of your fate." Yeah, that's some get a receipt. Shit. Um, yeah, old uh, old man Cable has been showing up in the at the very end of every one of these issues. We don't know what's going on. Uh, he's just he's alive somehow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Um, no, that's not the right. sword for good. Oh, they oh. were just showing images from. The only time we see him that isn't uh, related to Cable, young the younger version form of Cable shooting him, yeah. is an early first issue glimpse where he kills a crab. Yeah. And then past that, we don't see him. There's a the second end. one. Yes, there is. He shows up at a, tie, a giant building. It's like, oh, that just doesn't look like a trap to me. That's the last issue. No, I don't remember. 100%. That. He shows up. Oh, I do remember that. He does. I do remember that. He absolutely does. Let me find it. You guys talk real quick. I got too many pictures. Uh, I don't know if I have anything more to add about Cable. It's there's only three issues out. There's not a lot. Well, four, four, issues. four issues out. I remember that. I can't yeah, he, remember. Did, he gets to keep the sword. Um, Wait, hold on, Ryan. What'd you say? Uh, I'm sorry. Cable knew he was gonna die. He put a bomb in himself in the past. Um, he nuked the Space Knights. Um, tell Phoebe I'll see her later. Ooh, what does that mean? Um, don't be in such a hurry to grow up. That's a sweet moment between Scott and his son during dinner. Mm-hmm. I think that's cute. Uh. That's it. That's for Cable. Yeah. I love that book. I think I'll, I'll, it's really fun. Uh, all right. Then Excalibur, the last book. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I got uh, those. This is, this, this is the one that le- leads most directly into Hawk's box, into, to the sword. Sorry. Yes, this is true. So uh, Apocalypse is all about mutant magic. Um Mutant uh, magic is a thing that exists, and just because you know humans have it, uh, there's also like a magic side. I guess that makes sense. It's fine to me. 
Um, when Xavier's message went out to all of Krakoa, Apocalypse sent a message out to all the meet, uh, to all the magic people, going like, "Hey, I'm doing my thing. Come visit." And I think mm -hmm. that's great. Um, in days of old, we held Magic High. I wrote that down because I thought it sounded good. Um, oh, speaking of things that are relating to other book clubs we read, talk about Camelot and Otherworld and Morgan Le Fay. I love all this stuff, you guys. This is so great. Where's King Arthur? I don't know. Where's a evil, evil Brian Braddock? He's wearing a cool evil mask. I love it. Uh, there's a new Captain Britain in, in the world. Mm -hmm. Betsy Braddock. Betsy, Betsy Braddock. Get it. She's the only one in her family who's a mutant, right? No, Jamie Braddock, but there, but uh, Brian Braddock is not a mutant. Correct. 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 Okay. It serves the queen. And Jamie got resurrected and everybody hates Jamie. Jamie yeah. is, I mean, I get like, yeah, like we got Omega Red and Apocalypse. Uh, like J Jamie's a bad boy. He's a bad man. He just, I, don't, I never liked Jamie. Left and right. He's super bad. The second I saw him, I'm like, I don't like you. Uh, he's and got a very pompous. And then, of course, uh, as the book goes on, then he sits on the throne of Avalon. It's like, well, I really don't like you. This is some. That's not. That's a. That's for. That's an apocalypse. Apocalypse did that. Yeah. That's not cool. Like that's why he I, wanted. I think he has the best interest all the time because that is clearly a bad move. Yeah, and he wants a gate. He wants a gate there in Avalon. He does. He does. Yeah. So uh, Avalon, which is another world, which is an alternate Camelot dimension. Um. Uh. You can't. Uh. You can't seem to get there. Uh. With like a regular gate or something, right? You need like a super gate, or mm -hmm. can they get there? Uh. It's like they a special gate because it's it's red instead of blue. Yeah. How do they get there regularly, though? Uh, uh, Betsy, Betsy can travel there on their that's own. That's right. She's got the sword. Thank you. They yeah. need a special gate to get to Otherworld. That's right. Um, they need a, a external gate, which we'll learn at the very end of this at the end of these issues uh, what that means. But um, Apocalypse has been setting up from the beginning. You know, uh, I need to make a gate with special bones, and we, and Richter went to go find these crystals. Um, and the crystals got sapped of energy, so we can't use those anymore. So I guess I gotta use living people, uh, <laughs> the externals, which are um, super cool guys. Um, Celine is actually older than Apocalypse. Apocalypse isn't the first mutant, um, which I always find uh, funny that they always keep mention mentioning that. Um, what do you guys think about the externals, even though you saw them for one issue? <laughs> I mean, I, I won't pretend that I know what they are, but they're cool. I have no clue, but I can definitely see how some of them don't like the other group. Well, but you know what's so great? You know what's so wonderful? Like I don't, I, I'm not a big X Men reader. I don't know who the externals are. I've never seen them before. Before this issue, these issues in my life, but the fact that I could read it and I got it and I was good, exactly. That, that means a lot. I, I, haven't, I haven't read that much either. Like like all of those characters, like like Celine is a villain that shows up on her own. Like it's not like uh, the externals are always together. Um, mm -hmm. That is a cool thing that they can communicate. They can make each other commune at any time that is a cool ability and that they they kind of have like a pre-resurrection protocol agenda where they because they are so high up on the mutant tier list they do get the resurrect that's just because that's how the world is for them mm -hmm. um and that's a fascinating subject because apocalypse tells them you are outdated we don't need you anymore uh the, the resurrection thing is something we can all do you guys well, are living in the past help well, help what's us so interesting help us. sorry what's so interesting is that he says they don't need us anymore but I'm going to stay relevant and you're not. Yes, yeah. because he's the one making the decisions. Again, yeah. Apocalypse making these decisions. Right. Um, I think it's great. He's like, yo, just let us, let us kill you. We can bring you back. It's no big deal. It's like, yeah, but like, we shouldn't have to die. Why, why should we have to do this? We're better than all y'all. It's like, oh, but you're not. That's the thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I just Apocalypse kills all his old homies with the help mm -hmm. of Richter. So this is actually the end of the line. Yes, it Prior is. Prior to yeah. that. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you guys feel free to jump in. It's yeah, hard yeah. for me to there's, talk. There's a lot of um 
crazy shit. There's like a hunt with uh, this one dude whose name I, who's escaping me. Colin Bloodstone, who is uh, Elsa Bloodstone's uh, brother. That's the Warwolves. Mm -hmm. uh, the Warwolves. Skins. Hell yeah. Uh, this is where we get Amazing Baby, right? Yep, Amazing Baby. baby. Rachel from that uh, whole thing because uh, Apocalypse wanted them all dead and he had to settle with a cost mm -hmm. for letting the baby live because Betsy said he couldn't kill it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when they first go into Otherworld, Jubilee takes Shogo with her, her son, mm -hmm. yeah. infant son, who turns into a dragon. Because the, the imagination yeah. of a child is is so powerful in this other place. Because like fairy magic wills it to be. Right. He can just become a dragon. Uh, Richter was unable to leave his apartment to get to Krakoa, so Apocalypse comes and gets him. Yeah. Uh, he's oh, having also, uh, another big thing about Richter, he becomes a druid. Yeah, yes, he does. I'm just going to get there, but yeah. yeah. Druids are cool. Um, he starts learning and dabbling in that more and more uh, because they later on when they're dealing with um, the Citadel. Starlight Citadel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, the Shogo gets hurt and they're being protected by the Druids. Mm -hmm. um, Deep beneath the Moorlands. That's where that's where they went to look for these crystals. But first what they're doing is they're attempting to save Rogue, who is unconscious. Because of Apocalypse. Gambit's pissed. And uh, to restore Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, who is under the spell of Morgan Lafay. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not so long ago. Pick, oh, Brian doesn't pick the medallion. He picks the snow. Because I remember Bessie Braddock telling, I want to say he's, she's talking to Gambit about um, every Braddock is given a choice. You're either given the choice of the medallion or the sword. If you pick uh -huh. the medallion, then you're going to be, you're destined to become Captain Britain. You're going to have this grand, honorable life. But if you pick the sword, your life is just destined to be ruined and it's going to be shit. Hmm. Yeah. He picked uh, I don't know. He, he picked, he picked uh, a black mask is what he picked. Yeah. That's right. Got cool. mind control. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, there's another world invasion. Morgan Le Fay, uh, is, is, is the queen monsters. Yeah. Monsters, um, all kinds of monsters and shit. And then, uh, Pete, got Pete a, wisdom is the, uh, MI 13 agent. Who's got a, it, uh, hard for Betsy. He's got a <laughs> flaming fingers. Yeah. Um, um, Gambit has absolute distrust. There's the whole part where Rogue uh, goes on a spirit quest. Yes, um, and uh, at the end of that spirit quest, she wakes up and then um, she's Rogue Apocalypse. She, Rogue Apocalypse. She kills Apocalypse. Yes, and she becomes him at his wish. Apoca Apoca Rogue. Rogue Apocalypse. Yeah, I can't say. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian does ultimately get saved, uh, kind of thanks to Jamie, even though Jamie ends up making it so that Betsy kills him. Yep. But Jamie saves him and resurrects him because he's king of Avalon. And he has and he has um insane reality warping powers. Uh he could he could fix all this in a second if he really wanted to, but you know, uh, got and so Brian's, be a king. Brian's having a whole time where he's distressed about his failures. Yes. Um and he's kind of coming apart. Oh well seems should have been a better captain. Um yeah. yeah. Um, Rogue gets basically like an upgrade. For for a while, yeah, it's very nice, it's yeah. very cool. It's very it's a very cool look. I wish it was kind of wish it would have stuck for a while. Yeah, uh, there's a whole cult working under Morgan Le Fay. Yes, yeah. um, I don't remember what their name is. Uh, I, I, I can't find it. The inheritors of Akaba. Oh, the Coven of, of Akaba. Yeah, the, coven? the old Akaba. Coven. Yeah, uh, group. Yeah, yeah, and they're 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 uh, part of that plan where all the monsters come to Earth. And are trying to like shame Captain Britain, make people feel unsafe mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was a double, all, dope. Yeah. And then when they go after the Citadel later, uh, Jamie creates the shattered, fractured timelines where Captain Britain Betsy gets taken out, 
and the other members of the team take the medallion in four different realities and become different Captain Britons. Hell yeah. That's a super Which cool cover. Which Santorine is using against them. Saturnine. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so Opal Luna Saturnine, the the magister of the Omnimatrix or whatever, is super rad. She might look like Emma Frost, but she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all cool and blonde. Um, she she runs the nexus of all realities, meaning she is she is the most powerful cop in the universe. Uh, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say, but um, she, she runs the Captain Britain Corps. Who, they are, they are mul- the multiverse police. Um, who right now do not exist. Who right now do not exist because shit got bad. Um, but uh, she, wants to, she wants to bring him back or whatever, but uh, Betsy's like, yeah, I, I, I want to be Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one, but no, one, no one wants her to be Captain Britain except for her team. Because mm-hmm. they're all sexist or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, they don't like it. It's a, it's a witch kind. Oh, the witch breed. That's witch, right. The witch yeah. breed. They don't like the, that the Captain Britain is a witch breed. That's right. Which, be, which is their name for mutant. Yeah, to be a mutant and be Captain Britain um, is sacrilegious. I wrote, there's multiple Marauders cameos in this book, which is always fun. Yep. That book, that they keep showing up. Sometimes they got a flying ship. That's always fun. <laughs> um, Jubilee gets stabbed by a unicorn? Yeah, <laughs> I just got to that page. That uh, is wild. Uh, yeah. uh, Judy Braddock is a bad man. I don't like him. Yeah, and um, this is where, and this is the part where we get four different Captain Britons, which essentially it's Richter, Ro- Rogue, Jubilee, and Gambit. Hell yeah, I love me some Gambit. Um, there's also uh, going on to the last issue, Remy finds Condra's uh, amulet. Yes. Yeah, so one of the externals uh, basically put up, made a Horcrux. So in case she ever died, she um, she wouldn't, her, she would never really die. Yeah. So after she gets her body exploded by Richter to make the external gate, um, her spirit's just hanging out with Gambit, and she is an old Gambit villain. Um, again, like she's just like a random thief villain, um, but she's in this. I like it. Um, well, they say they they set up in an earlier issue that any one of the externals can just sacrifice themselves their power to be put in in a jewel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess she's the only one who was smart enough to do it. Um, but it didn't help because Gambit realizes that, like, oh, Apocalypse needs my help. I guess I'll. I no, guess he's like, uh, I don't like helping Apocalypse, but today I want to screw you over. So yeah, yeah. Why throws it through the thing? Candra's uh, out. Uh, yeah. And then the external gate gets made. It opens up, um, which leads us right into them ten of swords, sword books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot dog. Did we want to touch on Juggernaut at all? I, I, I to be honest, it has I, nothing to do with I X of swords. I forgot. I did not read it. I did not read the first issue. Uh, I bought it. He works for Damage Control. Does he really? Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Good. He works for Damage Control. He encounters a mutant child. Is Black Tom in it? Uh, no. Okay. Not in that Black issue Tom anyway. Not in that issue anyway. Okay. Uh, there's some cool stuff being hinted at with Juggernaut. Uh, it sounds like, uh, uh, so what it is, is uh, the mutant, not mutant, sorry, like the kid that he gets attached to, not a mutant, uh, wants him to now assist her with a her... A YouTube channel to get more buzz for it. Juggernaut? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So what she wants to do is to help uh, catch someone who's been responsible for a lot of accidental deaths lately. Uh, so she sets Juggernaut up to hunt down the Hulk. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I heard surprisingly like like good things about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, It's a five-issue series, so, you know, uh, but I, I liked it. Ron Garney's on the art, and he's dope. Uh, so we wanted to talk a bit about Ten of Swords creation number one. Yeah, I don't think because uh, it did come out this week. I don't think we need to go blow by blow. But um, 
I just want to I just want to talk about it a little bit because I think it's I think it's really good. I think it's dope, and it also is kind of like kind of like the setup issue too. So I don't feel so bad talking about it. But there's just one specific thing that I want to talk about. Um, hey guys, in three days' time, I will summon your champions here to duel the champions of Otherworld. So tell me, when you have a, a you know, when you have a realm invading another realm, and you have champions chosen to defend those realms, what does that sound like to you? Dragon Ball Z. Snowshoeers. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There's a Mortal Kombat tournament tournament happening in the X Men books. Um, it's all weapon based. Jet Lee's so the one. What? Jet Lee's the one. Jet sounds, Lee's the one. Sounds nothing like that. No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. I'm just looping through things. Well, since there's swords involved, is it Soul Caliber? Anything that involves a fighting tournament. That what else can we do? That's not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. I didn't. Nobody really knew what the story was going to be. You just hear Exosword, it's all Terra based and stuff. Um, it is very Terra inspired, and also a character that's been dead for like thirty years. Taro, the character Taro, shows up in this book and does a Taro reading, which is just a, a really great fan thing. Um, but basically, you have the forces of Arako um, trying to take over Otherworld and eventually take over uh, Kokoa and the world. And these yes. are these 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 are Apocalypse's original four horsemen. Yes, the, his children, the OG horsemen, uh, and on their kids and stuff. Um, they 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 seem to be pretty mad that their dad left them. I get it. Um, mm. I don't think it's the reunion a reunion apocalypse expected. Uh, well, yeah, because he's because in in the X Men he's just like okay, summoner, you go in, tell them I'm coming. Uh, everything's gonna be great. And then and then they come in and he's just like, I had one regret is that you guys were lost to to Araco and blah blah blah. Stab. <laughs> And like yeah, in, yeah. in Apocalypse is like kneeling, like stabs, my, stabs. my children, and they're like, please stand, don't grovel. You're a titan, you are a god, act like it. Yeah. And he's like, oh wow, you did raise these kids. Oh shit. Also, yeah. and, and they say, it wasn't love that sustained us all these years. Apocalypse before that takes all of uh, what's happening with the external gate mm -hmm. and that information to the council. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He finally lets them mm -hmm. in on it. And they're like, yeah, man, you you did this on your own. Thanks for telling us. Blow that gate up. And Krakoa's like, yo, I don't want that gate blown up. And they're like, Krakoa, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to make this decision yeah, without yeah, you, yeah. but surely you can see this puts us all at risk. The no. gate stays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a great moment where uh or Cypher, he's like, damn Krakoa, you don't have to be that way. Um <laughs> Krakoa really, really needs that gate to be open because he really wants to uh hang out with his his homeboy, uh the other island. That's mm -hmm invaded by monsters right now um mm -hmm. so yeah this is basically just it's it, it, it's mortal combat it's it's a realm trying to invade another realm uh for for supremacy and to claim the land but uh swords are involved in almost every single sword not on the villain side uh all, a lot of those are, are are new but on the hero side those are all established we got the soul sword uh we got the light of galador we got the muramasa which is a blade that can kill wolverine um, you got Grass Cutter and God Killer, which are Hickman inventions from his book 11 years ago. Um, it's just so cool. Um, I'm going to assume Muramasa is a sword that Wolverine's going to wield. Yes. And also, if you notice, there are two Muramasas because the villain, Wolverine's new villain, uh, his name's Solemn, apparently also has a Muramasa, which is uh, very spooky for Wolverine because mm -hmm. he stops healing when he gets hit by that. Um, so people were wondering, this is 22 issues long. Is this just going to be 22 issues of sword fighting? No, because I got to find the swords first. And all those swords are in a bunch of magical locations. So half the book's going to be adventure book. Half the book's going to be Mortal Kombat tournament. It's going to be all the way dope as hell. We got ourselves a magical quest and uh, a tournament arc. This is, I'm in, I'm into it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Give me. Yeah. Su Summoner betrayed his grandfather. Yeah, he did. Some people said they saw that coming and I was like, I didn't, man. 
I definitely like the when they do the look into uh, like when is it is it Gene that does the look and he does like the evil smile. Uh, Summoner like turns back and does like the most evil smile. And, like, oh, it's uh, it's uh, is it Rachel? It's Rachel. Okay, yeah, Rachel and um and uh, Cable. Cable are both looking through Banshee. Yes, and they see uh summoner do that and they also get a psychic message through <laughs> from there through Saturnine yeah uh that sends them to sword. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So Cable and Rachel are like, Dad, 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 we need help with something. And Scott's like, well I guess sure I'll help you out. And then like uh what is this thing? And he's like, oh I know exactly what that is. Let's go. <laughs> um we don't know what it is, but he does. Um, I had no clue what it was. And then when it said sword, it was like, raise your swords. I'm like, wait, is that sword? Well, I, sword. I don't know what the, what the generator looks like either. I don't think anyone well, what's, knows. What's, like, really, what's really cool about that whole sequence is how nonchalant Scott is. Scott is and he's just like, you know, my, my short-sightedness means that we're going to have to take the, lo- the scenic route there. Uh, but, you know, this is, here it is. This is what you saw. Yep. Cool. This is sword, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, in um, the end, yeah. where it's just like the data page of sword being like currently offline. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this is... The most interesting thing. Um, uh, three weeks ago, all contact with the with the with the peak ceased, and quarantine measures were enabled. So something is happening on that base for the last three weeks, which is why they haven't been in contact. So mm-hmm. Cyclops, Cable, and Rachel are going to have their own little adventure uh, with that sword operation. Some spaceships going on, but um, yeah, bro, we got we're going to find some swords. We're going to have some fights. Uh, people are going to probably die. Uh, it's all happening, baby. Um, uh, uh, the Anubis-looking like uh, um, like pestilence or war, or whatever the character is, yeah. he gets shrunk yeah. like Saturnine. Oh, so he's yeah. just like, like a little like I'm evil, and I'm like, oh, this is too good. Well, it's, it's just like I will, I will not yield. No way decreases yeah. my power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think it's uh, it's a very very exciting time for comics. I completely understand not wanting to have to pick up literally nine books to read all these crossovers, but hey, um. The X-Men have been doing these crossovers literally since the dawn of time. Every single, most of their crossovers are always these huge epic books because it's a family. All these books are their old. It's a big family. Excuse me. Um, I'm very excited. I think I think a lot of people's other part of it is that it doesn't feel like I don't agree, but it doesn't feel like you can just come to this without being more familiar with like all, all of the titles or close to. I will say if you read Hawks Pox, you can jump into this. If you are jumping in fresh, not reading X-Men the last two years, it's going to be, you're going to have some hurdles. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. just some stuff. But I think the very, the, the, the data page, uh, it talks about, let me see if I can find it real quick. I, I would make an argument that Excalibur and X-Men bare minimum are necessary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, in, in the X of Swords, uh, like the first like recap page, it talks about Krakoa and what it does and who their villains are. Like it's, it's all right here. Like you can jump in. You just, you... Everything else like, is good. Like, even though this is being considered Ten of Swords, yeah. Like I would argue that the last issue of X Men, where Apocalypse learns from Summoner about everything that happened over there, is essential. Uh, it's also like it is. It is basically um, like on on X Men Twelve. It says like prelude to X of Swords, but it's not like Chapter Zero or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I, I'd say like y- you kind of have to at least be doing X Men and Excalibur. Yeah. Um, and read those to to be up on up on this in a way where you can actually enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. It's best to have it all under your belt, but like if you have to strip it down to like bare minimums, those would be my bare minimums. Yeah, yeah. X Men and Excalibur. Um, also, those are just like two of like the like the the like the dopest densest books with in terms of stuff going on too. They're all good. They're all good. They are like it's. We've talked about all of them. They're all good. Yeah, but yeah. like I would be like, 
oh, you've got to leave something off. Look, you don't need X Factor to read Ten of Swords. You no. don't need Wolverine no. to read Ten of Swords, but you really should have X Men and Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. 